Welcome to Aging in Full Bloom with Lisa Stockdale, sponsored by Capital Healthcare Network, an Ohio-based, family-owned and operated company providing solutions that help seniors age on their own terms. Those solutions include home care, senior living, nursing home and rehab care, and hospice. Learn more at CapitalHealthCareNetwork.com. Our topic today is going to be how to choose an assisted living. We talked about what is assisted living, um, and then we talked about how to know you're ready or, or what the signs might be um, that assisted living might be a consideration. So I thought it makes sense to finish out that series with this podcast on how to choose an assisted living, what things to take into consideration or into an into account when you are making that kind of a decision, because it is a big decision, a big important decision. And I'm borrowing this right off of AARP's website. Of course, I'm going to put my spin on it and probably throw some things in that they aren't saying, but they have it drilled down to three simple steps. Simple, but I will also tell you that it takes most families about six months to choose an assisted living. And there's a lot that goes into that. And there's a lot of different reasons for that. But but the point is, it is a process. It generally isn't something that you wake up one morning and say, I think we'll move mom or dad into an assisted living. Or you don't wake up one day and say, I think I'll move into an assisted living next week. It's a little more complicated than that. So the first step is to find a community or find communities in areas um, that you would be comfortable living in. Geography does matter. You want to be close to probably people and places that you know, familiar faces and places, as they say. Or if, if you're going outside of what has been your comfort zone, then you'll want to take all of that into account. Can you make it work? Are you going to have to find a new pharmacy, a new pharmacy or a new grocery store and those, those sorts of things? And are you willing to do that? There are several different ways to learn about communities in any given area. The, the easiest is probably the internet if you have access to it. You can also contact your local area agency on aging. We are broadcasting out of Columbus, Ohio. So here in central Ohio, it's called COAAA, but every neighborhood has one. You could look at the Yellow Pages if you're old school and you still have a Yellow Pages. You can also look at the Yellow Pages online. You could call the long-term care ombudsman in your area. Um, and ask for recommendations or a list of communities uh, in a particular geographical area. You could ask your friends and neighbors. That's what I would encourage you to do. I really think the best way is to talk to people who have some real-life experience and, and talk to them about their journey, what went into their decision-making process when they were choosing an assisted living, and what their experience really was. And there are all kinds of retirement guides readily available in almost any community. So that's the first step. Now, something to keep in mind. When it comes to assisted living, one size doesn't fit all, meaning there's this whole continuum. And on one end of the continuum is what 
some folks like to call the social model, where there's really no medical assistance available. Um, so it's really just community living, and maybe they provide meals, and maybe they don't. You want to find that out. Maybe they provide transportation, and maybe they don't. But they're not doing anything from a healthcare perspective to care for your loved one or to care for, for you, if you, you are the one moving into the assisted living. And on the other end of the spectrum are communities that are all about health care, and they've got a nursing on a, a nursing team or a nurse at least on staff or in the community 24/7. So it's everything from no assistance with health care to round the clock assistance and then everything in between. And you sort of need to figure out what you need and where you will be most comfortable. And some communities specialize in certain things, like some communities specialize in Parkinson's disease, some specialize in dementia and Alzheimer's. Um, so if you have a particular diagnosis that you're dealing with, then you would want to take a look at that as well. So that's the first step. Figure out where the communities are that you might be interested in taking a look at. The second step is to make a phone call. Don't run right over there and visit them. Do a little bit of preliminary research and pay attention. Now, this isn't said on this AARP website, but I'm going to tell you this. Pay attention to how the phone is answered, not by the marketing professional, because nine times out of ten, when you finally get to talk to somebody, it will be a marketer, and their job is to sell the community to you. And if they're good at their job, then they're going to tell you all the wonderful things about the community. But you can learn a lot about a community based on the way that first phone call gets answered. We call it culture, right? The culture of a community. So if the person who answers is um, not very pleasant, not practicing good customer service, or uh, doesn't seem to be knowledgeable or understand um, how to direct you or how to answer your questions, my best advice is just hang up and go on to the next one. Or maybe you want to give them a second chance and call back in two days on the off chance that somebody answered the phone who really didn't know what they were doing um, and someone else normally mans that phone. But again, I think this really speaks to culture. So you're going to call and you're going to talk to somebody and typically that will be a sales representative and you're going to ask them after you ask all your questions, ask your questions, whatever is important to you, then after that ask them to mail you some things. They're going to try to get you to come in and pick them up, but insist on them putting them in the mail. And this is what you want to ask for, four things, brochures, a price list, if they're not willing to share pricing with you, that would be a problem for me. A map or a floor plan that you can look at your different options. And then a copy of the residence rights and rules. Those are the four things you're going to ask them to mail you. Now, there are a couple of reasons why you want to do this. First, you want to look at the material, obviously. Secondly, we want to know if they're going to do it or not. If you ask them to mail you something and they never do, well, that tells you a little something about their culture, about their customer service. If they promise you they will and it comes in two days, well, give them a gold star, right? <laughs> Move them up on the list. Sometimes 
you have to read between the lines. And, and, and I think that customer service is really going to matter to you once you or your loved one moves into the community. So ask them to put something in the mail after you've made this phone call and ask your questions and pay attention to whether or not you feel like the person is being transparent and directly answering your questions or are they trying to dance around the question or, or, you know, not really answer it or give you some canned answer or are they just telling you the truth? And finally, you're going to plan a visit. For everybody that's still on the list, um, after you've crossed them off for some of these other reasons, it says it's imperative that you involve your loved one in the choice about his or her care. Now, you may or may not know that I work in the healthcare industry. You probably figured that out. And I am responsible for sales and marketing for some assisted livings for the company that I work for, Capital Healthcare Network. And I can't tell you how many times people come in to tour our communities without their loved one. And that's okay if you have talked to them about it and you plan on bringing them next time. But a lot of times they haven't even talked to their loved one about this move yet. And uh, yeah, you might have a challenge (laughs) in front of you. So it says, take them with you on the tours of each facility and let them handle as much of the talking and decision making as possible. After all, it will affect them more than it affects you. It will affect you, there's no doubt, if you are the adult child, but this is going to be their new home. They should be actively involved and have a voice in this decision. Second, take those questions along with the resident-specific questions that arose while reviewing the mailed material with you. So based on your conversation on the phone and what you receive in the mail, you should come up with a list of questions write them down, take them with you, make sure you get every all of your questions and concerns answered or addressed. It says, as you and your loved one meet with staff and take a tour, pay attention to how you feel about your surroundings. And I'm going to suggest something that isn't here. I think it's important to schedule a tour and go see the community because sometimes the pictures uh, it's like a dating site, right? Have you seen these? These, Or sometimes even I look at realtor pictures. I'm picking on my realtor friends. I used to be a realtor. And then you meet the realtor in person. You're like, this picture is 30 years old. <laughs> Why are you still using a 30-year-old picture? Pictures don't always tell you what your eyes and ears and nose will tell you. So it's very important to go make that visit in person and schedule it. Let them know you're coming because they're going to roll out the red carpet and put their best foot forward. And then come back around when the tour is not scheduled and take a second look and see what you can see, hear what you can hear, smell what you can smell. Hopefully it's still as pleasant as the scheduled tour. If it's not or if there are if there's a contrast that concerns you, then you're going to want to take that into account. So three sounds simple steps to um choosing an assisted living community take your time it's important that you are comfortable with your decision know that there will be an adjustment period when you first move in that's normal for many people it is the next best step thank you for listening till next time may the road rise to meet you may the wind be forever at your back